unreal. And just like that, it is Monday morning, and we're live. Good morning, <laughs> good morning gentlemen. It's good to be alive. It is Monday, November 23rd. Let's get some. It's good to be back, uh, you know, with a Friday off and out of the routine with an extra long weekend. Uh, but whew, lots of work got done, lots of work still to get done. But as you can see, we are officially in Casa de Noodle and we're here. I, I love it, man. I think, uh, you know, what you've done, I was thrilled to visit with you yesterday. And um, I'm very, very proud of you. It's a beautiful home. I obviously would have expected that, but it's fantastic, man. It's great. It was awesome to have you come down and for us to be able to sit and watch the start of the the Dolphins game and be able to talk business and, and just everything, just catch up with each other. It was really great. So I mean, super it, it cool really, moment. It really is a home. I mean, it, it really does feel that way. And, you know, I'm, you know, it's great, man. So there's nothing like that. And, you know, uh, you know, certainly changes your mood. Good morning. As everybody rolls in, Ed Dykes, uh, good morning, Paul Rushton from across the pond. Lloyd, the regulars are here. Good, good, good stuff. Good morning, Jakester. Jake is here, man. Jake uh, with good news coming out of um, out of uh, Gainesville. So let's start off, Mark. First of all, we will get to a recap of Friday's show, which was fantastic. Thank you, Scott Garber, for um, a great topic. Kind of you and I talked about it all weekend long, and I have some follow-up to that. But as we normally do on Mondays, let's jump into like sports stuff that went on. What happened in your world for sports? Well, the I mean, first and most important thing really, you know, in the Florida State world was the Woo! catastrophe of canceling a game three hours prior to kickoff and then the backlash that came from Dabo Sweeney. And I'm probably going to offend a lot of the Florida State people in this group, but I can tell you that in my opinion, the problem with the entire program is the fact that they were looking to get out of that game. And I think that's the mentality of everybody in it right now is instead of just putting in the work and doing the hard things to fix it, they're looking for excuses and quick fixes and, and ways around it, which is why the program has gone from winning a national championship in 2012 to complete disaster in 2020. I mean, you, you couldn't be any worse off as an organization. So, you know, that, that was one thing that happened. <laughs> I think that's I think that's well said. I mean, they're there on a Saturday morning and you couldn't agree on medical terms. Complete bullshit. Um, but it's attitude. You know, we talk about this. There's a mindset at Florida, at Florida State that needs to be corrected. Um, on the other side of the state, we have Gainesville. They traveled to um, Nashville to play uh, Vanderbilt, uh, was sleepwalking through most of it, you know, but came out of there. Kyle Trask continued his run for the Heisman, so we'll be rooting as uh, as the betters have him as as an odds-on favorite. So uh, pretty pretty jacked about that. The Dolphins took an L, which nobody likes to see, um, but that's part of it, you know. The ups and downs of of to to even be in the conversation of winning the AFC East this year, coming off of a, a, a last year where it was tanked for Tua. I think there are lots of good signs of life. I don't love the fact that Flores pulled him to put in Fitzpatrick, but I do kind of like what it says about him and, and what he's willing to do. 
in order to win the game. Look, you're not executing in this game. I'm going to go with Fitz to try to finish off and give us a chance to win. And then came right back in the post-game conference and said, this is not a quarterback controversy. Two is the starter. We do what we need to do in order to try to win games while we're playing games. Next question. So I thought, I, I, thought, I thought he was hurt. I thought he got nicked up, and that's why they did it. So I didn't even hear any of of that stuff. But, you know, when one guy's not getting it done, you do have the luxury of bringing in a guy and he brought him all the way down where they almost won. So lots of good stuff there. Quick shout out, Shay. Can you show me the graphic of South Florida's uh, top 100 influentials? Bam. We actually have two of our friends and clients that are on this. Kathleen Cannon from United Way and Lori Salarillo, who you all know, I shout her out every day with Lee because uh, she is a rock star and congratulations to those two women for being one of the top 100. One more sports thing before we get into music. And um, it's uh, if you have not followed the story of story of Fred Van Vliet, um, this was a, um, a tweet that he did uh, the other day, undrafted rookie, his ascension to an $85 million contract right from the get-go. His story is amazing bet on yourself and if there's better news than that mark tell me what it is is there no that, that's the mindset i mean you talk about we talk about it all starts between the ears and if you're not willing to bet on yourself you got absolutely no chance because you're not going to convince anybody else to bet on you so that's it and, and really i mean that's really if you're not willing to bet on yourself uh last thing in a show of unbelievable bravery can you show me the ultimate gator a Florida dog owner didn't think twice when he rushed into the water to save his three-month-old puppy from an alligator's grip. Now, a warning, some of you may find the dramatic encounter disturbing. You can see here retiree Richard Wilbanks wrestling with the gator to free his pet. This is remarkable. Wilbanks pried open the gator's mouth to save his dog, Gunner. The Cavalier King Charles Spaniel is now doing just fine. I was able to save Gunner's life. He had one little puncture wound. My hands were just chewed up. I mean, you want to talk about a guy who didn't even flinch, man, just jumped right into it. You know, there's a guy who bet on himself. I mean, that's some crazy, uh, he said the adrenaline was going, and we can all connect with that feeling of being in the zone. He didn't even think twice right in the water, right into an alligator's mouth. Richard Wilkins is my guy. I love this guy. Uh, whatever it takes, whatever it takes, no hesitation. That's my dog. I don't care. I mean, granted, the gator was like a four foot gator, I think. And like some of the gators we've seen walking around Gainesville, they might, I might be like, you know what? You got it. The dog is yours. <laughs> That's so funny. So uh, really good stuff. Good, good start to a Monday morning. Let's get into some motivational music, Shay.
So that song doesn't fucking jumpstart your day. Nothing will. There's a great background story to that. But one of the reasons why I played that music is today is National Espresso Day. And we will be getting into a major conversation about espresso. It's just a shot away. But um, in the middle of the night, they were uh, actually um, singing that song. The Stones got together and they were recording that song. Two o'clock in the morning, they got a hold of a lady named Mary Clayton. And uh, they asked her to come and they wanted a female voice. And she comes to the studio with curlers on her head. And the story is amazing and rips that part of the song and that is i get chills from it man it's uh unbelievable jeff bishop you're right it's in goodfellas goodfellas the departed um a couple other war movies like vietnam movies that 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 song is so good and it embodies so many great cinemas and uh just you know awesome energy to start the day yeah it really is the stones ripping away so i love it so before we get into national espresso day which will take us we got some fun stuff. We got some facts. I want your perspective on uh, Friday's call, uh, Friday's conversation, which is, are you coachable? And before we do that, let's check in with Michael Gervais. You now telling me what to do, but the, the essence, the net net of it is that um, it is hard to be coached. It is hard to be um, in a relationship where the person is pointing out the things that are not good enough. And that's an amateur coach. Uh-huh. World-class coaches, like the best coaches in the world, they are in a relationship to want to see a person flourish. They ask way more questions mm. than give directives. Mm. And they're, they really deeply regard the experience of the doer mm. and the thinking patterns that support the doer. So they ask a lot more questions. So, um, first of all, that podcast you turned me on to a couple years ago, I think you obviously were still coaching and you said, you got to listen to Dak Shepard, armchair expert. And I have listened to that so many times and every single time it's a two hour podcast, every single time I'm pulling nuggets out of there. So he basically talks about the three kinds of coaches and I want your comment on the show and anything else you want to throw into that mix of well, how do you be coachable and all that stuff? So, number one, what he said there about, you know, it's hard to be coached because of what a coach does and put pointing out the things that aren't good enough. I, most people that I hold close to me, I, I, I set the upfront contract with them that, look, I'm not interested in having friends. I've got lots of friends because <laughs> friends tell you what you want to hear. I want best friends because best friends tell you what you need to hear. And that's really the upfront contract that I would set with everybody that I coached when I was in football and everybody that I work with now. Look, we're not here to hurt feelings, but there are going to be things that get said that are going to sting because it never feels good to have the negative pointed out. So when you guys were talking about being coachable and being uncoachable, we don't deal with people that aren't coachable because we set the standard up front that says, hey, look, this is what our engagement looks like. This is what it's going to be like. I'm not here to motherfuck you and tell you that you're a bad person, but I am here to show you that some of the things that you're doing 
might have another perspective, might have another option. There might be a better way of going about doing it in order to find your maximum potential because that's different for everybody. So he talks about three kinds of coaches. I didn't have this at my fingertips on Friday. Do you want to jump into the three or you want me to? Sure. No, go ahead and list them. Okay. So these are the three kinds of coaches that he defines and you'll know what I'm talking about. Amateur coaches, it's more about them than the other people. You know, they like to hear themselves talk. They like the adulation and it's really more about them satisfying some voice or need in themselves. Performance coaches, which there's, you know, there's a lot of those, they're into just performance. It's not all about them. They just, you either perform or they hate you. They're (laughs) outcome-based. They're outcome-based. They're outcome-based. They're 1,000% outcome-based. And they do not focus on the behavior that it takes to get there. And then the elite, which I obviously consider myself one for a lot of reasons, but asks a lot of questions, deep understanding, relationship-based approach. And a couple of things that came out of this were unbelievable. Taking people from clarity to conviction. You know, so once you have a clear vision, then you got to do it. And that's really where a coach says, okay, we've aligned um, your thoughts, your words, and your actions. Now you got to do it. And I'm here to make sure that you do it and you do it right. And you do it every day. And, you know, that's where all the change comes from. So um, fascinating conversation. This is really looking yourself in the mirror and say, am I coachable or can I coach your own people? Um, since that conversation, there's a bunch of my clients that reached out and said, Hey, I'd like to go deeper with you on this stuff. So, um, I have these notes if anybody wants them, you know, where to find them. So these three buckets are also like when it talks about an elite, being an elite coach and it talks about asking questions and building relationships that goes directly to leadership. Like most people don't understand that if you are in charge of people, you're not a manager, you're a leader. And if you're a leader, you're a coach. Like that's all being a coach is. Like, so I I talk about this with a lot of the people that I work with in leadership roles is define for me what a good coach is. And to me, they're two, are they motivational? Maybe. I've worked with a lot of really good coaches that didn't have high energy and weren't very motivational, but they were unbelievable educators. They were true teachers. They were able to communicate in a way that allowed people to receive the information and then put it into action. And then they were also unbelievable mentors. You could look up to them. You could count on them. They were accountable to to the people they were coaching. That's what really made them successful. The energy part, the motivational, inspirational part is what takes you to the next level as a leader. Those are the people that are the elite of the elite because they combine all of those characteristics, but you don't have to be that in order to be a successful leader. True, but you tend to um, gravitate towards a certain style, certain chemistry. You know, I like, you know, people who have high energy, the people who don't have high energy, they lose my attention quickly. So even though they might be a great leader, their delivery doesn't work for me. And I learned this really early on before I started hitting stages all over the place, someone said to me, it's 80% delivery and 20% content. I think that's true in coaching as well. I've sat in on meetings of yours where there were other people who were not really, you know, they weren't, you know, owning the room, 
And then you got up and owned the room. And it was like, yeah, wherever that guy's going, I'm going, you know? So, yep. And, and, and and so to that point, I've worked with coaches in the, in the coaching world who stood in front of the team that the content was actually bad. The, what they were saying, I was like, "Mm, I don't know that we should do that. But the way they delivered it had everybody bought in. So it still won the team over and vice versa. A a guy who was delivering great content, but didn't have that delivery. It was good and people got it, but it didn't take you to that next level. Michael Gervais is a great, is a great example of that. Michael's podcast, um, uh, elite performance, or I can't think of the name of it right now. It's elite something, but finding mastery. It gets boring as shit. Like, because he doesn't have a great grabbing personality. It's not attention getting. It doesn't hold you. It doesn't change the fact that he's not delivering really good information in the majority of what he's talking about. But it's hard to stick with it because he doesn't grab you. I mean, that was the cool part about Dax kept it moving, kept it light. He was like, when they talk about rules, you know, there are individual rules for everybody. You know, you group them together to think that the guy who's the number one guy on the team is going to have the same rules as everybody else is ridiculous. It's just you personally taking it and getting offended by it. So I love the topic. Different. I, I, equally different is the equally, equally different. different, equally different, which is fascinating. So, you know, again, if anybody wants that particular podcast, reach out, we'll send it to you. Um, it is fantastic. Great listening for me again for the fourth or fifth time. But we'll switch gears. Thank you for uh, chiming in on that, Um, Mark. That was amazing. So flipping gears, it is National Espresso Day. Shay, I don't know if you have a graphic for National Espresso Day or not, but um, it is. we all know what espresso is. Why don't you show me all the different variants of of espresso? So I did not realize that there were this many – different kinds with cream, without cream, but because there's such variance, and I like this, the variance of espresso, um, I, I thought we'd have a little fun with it. So Shay, show me some espresso funny stuff. I'm so glad those Costa Rican beans are in season right now. Oh my god, I know. Those Ecuadorian beans were so harsh. I couldn't handle it. Ugh, they were upsetting. Someone asked for milk for their coffee and I almost gave it to them. The thought of bastardizing coffee with milk makes me want to throw up. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. It's a line of us. If you guys saw us, we've all been waiting here for about five minutes. Um, yeah, I'm standing here. Okay, well, can I please have a caramel macchiato? That doesn't exist. I'm sorry? The drink you just asked for doesn't exist. No, it does. You can order it at Starbucks. Am I wearing a green apron? Do you hear Ray LaMontagne playing right now? Are there a bunch of pre-made sandwiches and hard-boiled eggs in that case? Are there a bunch of homeless people waiting in line to use the bathroom? Do you see me writing down people's names on a paper cup? Just so you know, a macchiato is a shot of espresso with a little foam on top. It's not a giant latte slathered in whipped cream with caramel squeezed all over it. Lucas, one coffee. I don't want that, but I have to go. Um, so <laughs> the, the idea, like when I go to Starbucks or did go to Starbucks, 
the amount of stuff that people ask for, uh, double decaf, daft cap, whatever. Um, there's all kinds of funny scenes like that. But, you know, I do plain coffee. I do black coffee. I do plain espresso. Um, I love uh, Charissa, Carissa rather. Um, espresso martini does work when you're when you're out for dinner. Oh, yeah. I love closing the night with an espresso martini. Or anytime. <laughs> or anytime. Um, let's... <laughs> Let's stay on this Starbucks thing that's kind of funny. So, Shay, show me. For over 40 years, we here at Starbucks have brought our passion for fine coffee and espresso to people everywhere. But one place was impossible until now. Introducing the Verismo Home Brewing System by Starbucks. Simply insert the pot of your choice, press coffee, espresso, or latte, and give the machine your name. Marsha. And when it's ready, Verismo's voice feature will let you know. Amorpha. Order for Amorpha. Amorella. Uh, Marsha? Uh, yeah. Thank you. And if Verismo gets your order wrong, simply get its attention and walk it through the problem. This is tea. I ordered a latte. Okay, so one tea, one latte? No, I, I just... No tea. I just want the latte. Uh, okay. Hold up. Once Verismo says hold up, you're only nine minutes away from getting your coffee. Um, so I, I think, you know, uh, we get to laugh at ourselves when you look at stuff like that. I mean, I've, I've seen my name spelled every which way possible. I'm sure you have as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get like Marsh sometimes. I don't even get Mark. Like Mark with a K, I get from everybody. Like people who are messaging me on LinkedIn will spell it with a K. But I'll get Marsh and I'll be like this. We're, come on, guys. We got we to do better here. Absolutely. And then one more just to top it off because good things come in threes. Any signs of life? Zip. Maybe we need a stronger incubator. Patience, honey. Nobody said urban farming would be easy. It's not just not easy, it's tedious. It doesn't have to be. Come on, take a look. I gathered all these just this morning. Wow, what's your secret? I'll show you. Meet me in my house, now. Let me introduce you to Nespresso. I've heard of Nespresso for a fast cup of coffee. Yeah, but this is Nespresso for the instant incubation of a fertilized egg. No. Yeah, just watch. You just pop the foil-encased fertilized egg pod in the top chamber. Then you close the lid, lock it, and press the button that says incubate. It's happening now. Wow. Now that's a cute little chick. How does it work? I don't know that part. <laughs> I thought maybe you'd know more about it. I wish I did. It's um. So uh, clearly, some fun, funny stuff. But um, you comment. Yeah, well, there's the two SNL skits in there, which I think tease us up for some SNL, um, you know, content that I had for last week that we couldn't get to that we'll we'll do tomorrow because it is a short week. You know, I know this pains you to say this. But I want to let everybody know that as you know, as we're preparing for the week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, there will be no live huddle. We'll post a uh, we'll post a rerun from some from previously in the year. But so I think um, you know, got to do the SNL next week I and agree. then continue on. 
I, I, I agree. So clearly I had fun doing this, but some facts about espresso that I thought were really cool. Um, the word espresso actually means quick in time. And so in the 1800s, they would brew the coffee directly before someone drank it. And so um, it wasn't until 1901 when an Italian guy named Luigi Bezzera invented the first successful espresso machine. I have an espresso machine in my house. You have an espresso machine in your house. How many of you wake up in the morning? We know Kim Swears has it's pumped in every it's she has it coming in the plumbing. It's uh, she has coffee and espresso and all that kind of stuff. Uh, boom. There you go with Compana. What's so, the number uh, one way that you use your your espresso machine? I just have plain espresso. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, just, like I, for what, what purpose to start your so day? I wake up day, every single day. morning when I'm up at three or three thirty. It's the first thing I do. Um, and there are reasons why I do that that are founded in the health science. benefit of actually doing that. There is science, science. that says, you know, uh, so why don't we jump into the top 10 health benefits of drinking well, so espresso because I'm a pretty one, fucking healthy guy. <laughs> the number one way that I use it is actually as a pre-workout supplement. A lot of people drink, you know, all of these garbage drinks that are made of all kinds of bull crap. This is real, natural, and it actually has all of the benefits of a pre-workout drink that gives you the extra boost for your workout that you need that we're going to talk about now. You know, it's really funny. I order um, a big slab of the Nespresso pods at one time. They come in five or six different flavors. And to be candid with you, I couldn't tell the difference between any of them. Black, purple, <laughs> red, blue. You know, it's like, oh, Same. yeah, they're saying. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, L L Lloyd is saying, yeah, because it's 3.30 in the morning. So people who don't, um, you know, people who don't do what I do don't get what I get. You know, those morning hours are for me. There's some clarity there. But here's one of the things, and there's 10 of them, that the reasons why you want to drink espresso, it strengthens long-term memory. It has been shown that drinking espresso can help you with your memory. It not only does it aid in your brain's retention of stored information, it can also be helpful in recalling that information. And at 60 years old, I need all the recall help I can get. <laughs> yes. So the, the next one is that it improves concentration and it actually helps your brain stay focused on a singular task. So while there's lots of, uh, you know, pharmaceutical drugs out there that help you do that. Espresso is a great natural boost that if you know that you need to dive into writing some content or you need to dive into reading a new book or whatever it is that you're doing, hit a little bit of espresso right before you go into it. I mean, the, the fact that it does give you energy, an energy boost, a healthy energy boost, I think is probably number one of all, but it's high in antioxidants. Coffee has been found to be full of all of these antioxidants. Um, espresso is a small concentrated punch, um, which, you know, I like that part of it. It's like, I get it, it's hot, I drink it and it's done. You know, I have coffee later on because that's more of an event, you know, a longer term event, but, you know, knowing that I'm getting antioxidants really does work. It improves the blood flow. That's part of the reason that I drink it before the workout is so that, you know, when I'm in my workout, I got great blood flow going. I'm getting lots of oxygen to my brain and to my muscles, and it helps me, you know, stay sustained longer in a workout.
So a couple of shout outs while we're at it. James Thornton, uh, my buddy from Michigan. I hope you're safe and sound for Thanksgiving. I met him at a Gator game in Gainesville. We've stayed in touch. Welcome to the huddle. Joni Knight is uh, driving home from Daytona today. Uh, so she's getting her Noodleberg shot today. Ray Mesa, welcome aboard. Mike Wolfson, boy, I I'm on the Facebook side today giving you uh, Amanda Rack is in here. Good to see you, Charlie Fernandez. That's a real blast from the past. So um, great, great stuff. Keep on going. So um, espresso is low in calories. A nice uh, quality of espresso is the fact that you can enjoy the benefits without excessive calorie intake. So, uh, you know, that is certainly a, um, a key there. And it lowers the risk of stroke because it's high in antioxidants and it helps your blood flow and it helps with all of your, uh, your joint functions because of the blood flow. So um, lowers stroke, aids in weight loss, reduces the chance of diabetes. Now, I, diabetes runs in our family. I get tested every six months, but, you know, you can pull, pull any one of these benefits and say, if you're not drinking espresso, maybe you should. And then, Mark, why don't you bring us home with the last one? And the last one is, and I don't know if this is scientific or not, but um, it improves your mood. So helping yourself uh, feel better as you get started and, and jumpstart your day or jumpstart your afternoon or get a pick-me-up at 6, 630 to carry you through the, uh, the, the late hours of the night, whatever you need to do. But it is National Espresso Day, so make sure you enjoy some. Make sure you do it. Now, I'm going to do something really quick. I know that we have moved away from the hall and the wall. I just want one today. I'm doing one on the wall because I had to. So play that music for me, Shay. So uh, here we go. I had to do this one. Guy sends me a note. I send him back. Hey, you know, can you remind me how we know each other? And he says, I'm not sure. <laughs> Just, it's mean, unbelievable. It's hard to imagine somebody would sit there and type, I'm not sure. So for those of you, I have collected a, a big file. I know that's up against um, your um, standards there. But I'd like to know from everybody in the huddle if you want us to bring back the wall and the hall. I know we've kind of moved away from it, but if it's something you like, let us know here if there's enough people that do it, Mark, when we come back um, uh, on the well, 30th. I've got plenty. I've got plenty yeah, of halls and, and walls. I got both. Yeah. I got good, good so, examples, bad examples. So throw me one before we leave. We're up on time, but I got one for you. Okay. So this one came from, um, this one came from, uh, Kate, Kate, and Kate says, hi, I'm a freelance sales specialist and I would like to join your professional network. And in the words of Gino Ariema, I got your freelance right here. Out of that a boy. <laughs> so uh, thank you for all joining us. This is a, a week to get a lot of stuff done just because it's a short week doesn't mean you stop working. Find your 1% every single day. I don't care if it's Thursday, Friday. You know, we're not going to be here Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, but we will be doing something to find that 1%. Guarantee it. So we'll see you tomorrow as our last live show. Then Wednesday and Friday, you'll see reruns. And then we are back at it Monday the 30th to close the month 
and kickstart December. So you guys go out, make it a great day, and cheers to your espresso. Cheers. Cheers.